Noble Dairy Queen's new summer blizzard menu is back and it is stacked. Dive right into the summer celebration with their new peanut butter cookie dough party blizzard. You can sink your red spoon into their world famous DQ soft serve filled with delicious chunks of chocolate chip cookie dough, swirls of creamy peanut butter topping and peanut brittle crunch with sprinkles. If the peanut buttery flavor isn't your jam, their fresh take on cobbler a la mode certainly will. Say hello to the Picnic Peach Cobbler Blizzard. You can also let your taste buds crumble with the ultimate cookie blizzard that features Oreo, Chips Ahoy, and Nutter Butter pieces. Dairy Queen knows everyone loves a good comeback, and fan-favorite blizzard flavors Frosted Animal Cookie, Brownie Batter, and Cotton Candy have made their triumphant return. Summer Blizzard flavors are now available at your Noble Dairy Queen stores with locations in Kankakee, Bourbonnet, Moments, and Mantino. Happy tastes good. Thankful for the way these stories hold on To the lifetime we won't get back Hello and welcome to Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and we are proudly presented by Pewter Pros, Stitch Prints, and Digital World Design family of businesses, celebrating 25 years of small business ownership here in Kankakee County. You can learn more at mypewterpros.com, stitchprints.com, and digitalworlddesign.com. And now through the end of March 2023, Computer Pros is having a refurbished sale where you get $50 off all refurbished laptops and desktops in store at their location on Industrial Drive in Bradley. So make sure you go see Pewter Pros today and make sure you let them know that Jake Lamore of Kankakee Podcast sent you. So welcome to a very special episode of Kankakee Podcast. Last night we had a special screening and Q&A of a movie that was written and directed by a Kankakee County native named Mike Spears, along with his partner, Adam Boltz. Now, we teamed up with the Kankakee Area LGBTQ Network for this screening. It was at uh, Paramount Theater on Schuyler Avenue in downtown Kankakee, right in the main uh, theater at Paramount, which is the the, the best one, right? Because it's got all the historic... Um, architecture in it and everything like that. It's got the stage. And so it was just a perfect setting for this. Now, Good Enough is a modern pop R&B musical dealing with some of the most relevant issues of today. And college seniors, Jamal and Trevor, each think they've got it all planned out until they have an unexpected encounter. But is their, you know, developing love enough to overcome their different backgrounds, paths, friends, and families. It was a really great musical. I really enjoyed it. And we did a Q&A 
with Mike and Adam after the screening. And that's what we're about to listen to and watch. Special thanks to Matt Hedinghess of the Kankakee Area LGBTQ Network for letting us uh, be a part of this. And also to our intern, Colin Furrow, for uh, helping assist in the recording of the Q&A. So without further ado, let's get to it. Mike Spears and Adam Boltz, the people behind Good Enough, a modern musical. There we go. Again, thank you all so much for being here. Yeah, clap for yourselves. Thank you. Thank you. You made it through a film that you never heard about. Let's get into, uh, there's obviously so many questions that I have about the movie. One, the biggest one, and I'm sure uh, so many people here are wondering how much of the film is actually (laughs) true or not. You know, where does, where does the inspiration from this film come? How uh, loosely based or how much of it is really based on your own experiences? Uh, well, for those that know me, know that I'm not an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I was like, wow. I was like, man. Yeah, that basketball was never my thing, or any sport was probably never my thing. But um, I would say just the um, some of the situations are closely based to real life. But as far as the character of Jamal, I mean, he's a lot of me, but also so is Trevor. So it was kind of like both those characters are true to life to me. And then his mother is pretty much my mom, my grandma, my aunts, my sister, all wrapped in one person. Are they here tonight? Yes, they are here there tonight. They are. Stand up. <laughs> yeah. Say hello. Wave. There you go. My Auntie Rita, my Auntie Barb back there. All of them, like, all of them are inspiration for Jamal's mom. Like, that's something I've heard from either one of the women in my life. Everything that she said was probably verbatim what I've heard you know, in my life. So, yeah. So how did you two meet then? Is it... Who, me, Adam? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a long... That's a whole nother story. That's... Uh, There's a short version. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually... Com. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was um, I was working on cruise ships when I met Adam, and we met on Match.com, so I guess it was an app. Okay. Yeah. Was it, yeah, it that's was what app. I was wondering, is how accurate... Oh, so no, as far as the hookup thing, no, I had a I had a face pick, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, exactly, yeah. As far as that, but that story, I think, and I'm sure for those that are familiar with the gay community, that story is very familiar as far as meeting people on dating apps, and you don't really see their faces, you just see their body pics. I'm not sure people are familiar with that, but um, yeah, that's kind of how it happens, and then they hook up, and then they figure out, oh, that's how you look. Oh. Yeah. So that one's not. Not so that much I know anything about that. Story. I don't know anything about that because <laughs> I was be reading my Bible. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but is that how you came out, though? Is that? Oh no. Um, I came out in stages. In stages. I feel like my mom was the first person I ever told directly this is what it was, and then years later I wrote a book, and then that's kind of how a lot of my family found out, and then yeah. I never really had like announcement, but I'll announce now, guys, I'm gay. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, it's it just like, um, yeah, it just kind of happened in stages. And unfortunately, I think, uh, well, not fortunately, unfortunately for Jamal, like the way he came out was kind of his mom finding out. And a lot of times I feel, well, we normally talk about in the gay community how our family or friends will know even before we even know. You know, they kind of could pick up on little things and they can tell you more about yourself a little and bit. And that's depicted in the movie. That's depicted obviously. in the movie, yes. Yeah. With her, you know, kind of 
sort of figuring it out on her own. And that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted her to figure it out on her own at first without actually having a way of him just saying, hey, I'm gay. I just kind of wanted her to kind of bits and pieces and put it together. And I think, you know, we've gotten a really positive response to her character. And I yeah. think probably like one of the best things that she does is give him, you know, the space, you know, to right. come out whenever he's actually ready and not force the issue. Um, yeah. But just be supportive. I mean, that's all, you know, that's all any kid I think really needs is the support. Yeah. And it's so much like uh, parents, they, and they, they're parents, right? So they sort of have a vision for what they want for their child before their child has even grown. And sometimes a child grows up and they live their own life and go their own way in their own direction. So it's kind of like she didn't have to crush the dream of him getting married to a woman and having, you know, children the the actual way. That um, is so accurate, by the way. Yeah. I, I, the, 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 I was just laughing so hard at, at the beginning of the movie, starting right off. Oh, you're going to give me beautiful babies yes. and a beautiful wife or, you know, all that yes. stuff. And just yes. like, huh? Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's kind of the hard part for parents because they had this vision of what they wanted you to be. And that, you know, even your family, they have like a, a vision or a version of you that they see you being. And then when you turn into who you are that that part I think is the hardest part for people to accept. Just, and it's not that they don't accept you. It's just more so the idea of wow, I really thought he, he had he's going to have a family and children and this other thing. And then when you become who you are, then it's like oh okay. But I think the biggest thing, as long as they know that you are fine, that you're okay, I think it's fine. Well, I look at you now. I yeah, mean, exactly. You know. Surrounded by so much love. Yeah. This. So I, I do want to, if, are there people that have questions? There are people that have <laughs> questions. Okay. Just before we get to, because um, I'm going to come down and I'll pass the mic to you guys so you can get your questions in. Because this yeah. is a, a Q&A that I want everyone to get involved in. Yeah, it's not absolutely. just, you know. But what I, how in the world, we're, you know, we're talking about the, the, the character of your mother, Marie Jean Baptist. Holy cow. She's yes. probably my favorite yes. out of all the cast. The cast is incredible, but yeah. where did you find her? Because I was just blown <laughs> away. Just because everything about her just seems so natural like I didn't think I was what right. like I believed that that was you yeah know. um we well we found her like we found the other characters on a, a website and uh, that was kind of like a, a website for actors and they all submit profiles yeah. It, yeah it's like Facebook for actors and or LinkedIn maybe specifically yeah. for actors yeah I wonder if it's a, what is it called uh, backstage.com. That's the one I was yeah, thinking so that's of. That's okay. where we get our actors from. And uh, yeah, she, you know, she kind of fit right into that role in that space. And it was some corralling, but she definitely delivered on her part for that role. Was she your first pick or did you have to go through a bunch for? Uh, she was. Uh, we So how we normally do it, we have like a lineup of people that want to audition for that role. We audition them and then we pick the like top two. So she was top two of who we wanted to pick. So, yeah, she eventually became the one we did pick. And actually, I'm very happy with, with her. Being yeah, I, like I said, excellent casting on, on your guys' part you. there on her. Cause she was my favorite. I just felt like she took on to that role so well, so naturally. It just felt like it, it meshed so well together. Yeah, she had, was it her brother? That um, yeah, gay. Yeah, so um, she had a that particular actor had a similar situation where her brother and it's just two of them, and they were very close growing up. And her brother was gay, and then she was one of the first people to find out about her brother. So she had a very close connection with that whole storyline of 
figuring somebody out. So she really connected and wanted to do it. Yeah. All right. Let's get to questions. So who has who has a question? Okay, we got one. And oh yeah, okay, we got Matt too. Matt, do you have a question? Oh, you just want to pass the mic around. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'll pass it off to you. I see one in the front row too. Oh, you have one here? Okay. Where should I start? And any question anybody have, feel free to ask us. What's your favorite scene in the movie? Oh, my favorite scene. scene. Oh, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I think um my favorite sequence in the movie, I guess you can call it a scene, but I call it a sequence because how we edit it. Uh, it's probably Nathan's song, like 99 Pills. It's probably that was my favorite song to write. That was my... <laughs> thank you! <laughs> yeah, so the whole 99 Pills part was probably my favorite to to dream up and to write. And I like that. Can I say why I like the song? I like the song a lot because I kind of built it from scratch and then the guitars that I got the uh, musician to do, I really wanted to remind me of my grandfather, Dexter Spears, who plays the guitar. So I really wanted something. (laughs) So yeah, that's 99 pills. (laughs) For me, I have, I'm going to have to have one favorite dramatic scene, which is the dinner scene and like the ensuing, I just, I love it when it's, you know, back and forth, like cutting between two different, you know, series of action. Um, and then comedic, my favorite is whenever, um, uh, whenever, uh, Miss Woodard finds Trevor in the bedroom and they like meet at the door and <laughs> like that, that whole interaction was just hilarious to me. It makes yeah. me laugh every time. <laughs> and also another thing too is when they, when she comes into the room and when he dips under the bed or whatever, a lot of that was improv. Like I wrote that scene but the way I wrote it is pretty much how they did it, but they really wanted to break loose and have fun with it. So they improv a lot of that particular scene. So what you see is kind of them just going back and forth and just acting a fool kind yeah, of like throwing the laundry at the door. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole yeah. throwing the laundry. We just have fun with it. Yeah. Who else? Sorry. Okay. I'm just going to go in order here. Um, did they really kiss in the movie? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. They, um, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love having the young audience here. This yeah, I, do I really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, they do really uh, kiss. And for that, we normally, so we hired a an intimacy coach for Jamal and Trevor or Jay and Trey. Um, so that way we could, I could tell the intimacy coach what I wanted them to do. And then the intimacy coach will work with those two to say, okay, are you okay with being kissed here? Can you kiss this long? And that whole type of thing. So, we did work with a coach to get those kisses and those things right. Children are naturally drawn to art and the creative process. For them, it can be a form of expression as they explore the materials, gain confidence, and feel a sense of competency as they create something based on their own ideas and efforts. That's why Little Me's studio in Bourbon A created the Big Kids Art Lab for ages 5 to 12. Little Me Studio crafted this safe space for your big kid to slow down, be in the moment, and be comfortable making messes while trying something new. Big Kids Art Lab meets every Thursday from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. at Little Me Studio across the street from Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbon A. Studies indicate that art making has so many positive effects for the brain, body, mind, and heart. 
Enroll in one class at littlemestudio.com or sign up for the entire session and save. littlemestudio.com to sign up for Big Kids Art Lab. Make sure you follow Little Me Studio on Facebook and Instagram. You guys did an amazing job with this this film. I'm, I'm Thank just, you. I'm back here. I was in tears. I was laughing. I was feeling the emotions. Thank you. So my question is, in doing this, were you thinking about the pain or the the despair that others feel because they have to hide because they don't feel accepted or feel invisible to some capacity? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, when I wrote this, it was at the time I was more so thinking about myself and I was hoping that if I wrote something from my heart, that it would reach the heart. So I wrote it for how I was feeling. Even the scenes with Jamal and his father going back and forth, like I kind of wrote what I was, because there were times I was angry with my father in my life. And those are things I wanted to say so bad, but I didn't get a chance. However, at the same time, I also wrote for Jamal's father what I felt my father, not in the scene where they're like yelling at each other, but in that one scene where he's pretty much telling him how he feels and how him as a father was scared. And I told, I wrote that for my father to say to me, because that's kind of really what I feel. As you grow older, you kind of realize things that parents are not perfect and they're imperfect people. So they just, they're trying to get it right as much as you're trying to get it right as a kid. So I kind of wrote that part to hopefully have a conversation with my father in real life. Um, so as far as me connecting with other gay people that may find themselves in that, I know a lot of gay men could understand that relationship with their father and even some of their mothers. So I hope that that part hits home with just some fathers and also just some kids to also have, give their parents grace to understand that they are just people, you know, they're just trying to get it right. There you go. Okay. I would first say I'm very proud of you. I'm his big sister. <laughs> and Dad would be very, very Thank proud of you. you. So my question is, I've been following your career for quite some time. <laughs> From Prestige Magazines, The Monique Show, 106 in Park. All right, say that. book, The Reason Why I Sing, and my favorite song is I Want to Be Free. Say I know, that. girl. That's our song. If you never heard his song, I Want to Be Free, please check it out. Post that one. I, I Want to Be Free is my favorite song that you've ever written. How do you feel that you've grown as an artist? Oh, my God. Ooh, that's a good sister. That's a good question, I've sis. You better say that. <laughs> and Quan made the credits and I didn't. <laughs> well, okay. So I can explain why Quan made the credits and I'll explain So Quan, my little brother Quan, actually helped film some of the shots of Kankakee. So that's why my brother Quan gets the credit for that. <laughs> so yeah, so he helped film the shot. So that's why Quan is in the credits. 
Um, so that's why. Um, as an artist, I felt like this was the very first time as an artist, I actually felt like it was me saying it. I felt like it was, I was vulnerable. Like this whole, even showing you guys this film makes me feel so vulnerable because I feel like, oh my God, y'all kind of see what I'm thinking now. So I kind of feel I got to cover up a little bit. Um, so I think it's just, as an artist, I feel more vulnerable now. I feel like I can really write from a really different space because I'm no longer in that space of hiding. Thank you. <laughs> Well, hello, Mike and Adam. Hello. This is cousin. <laughs> uh, my question is, what is next for you guys? Good question. Our, uh, so we do have another film called Moving In that we begin production on in Chicago in early May. Uh, so we'll, we've already begun casting. We have not finished casting yet, but we will begin filming in early May. So we do have another, and it's another musical. And that's another thing, too. When I... Can I just explain this? Because some things I just want to explain. So when I did this first film, so many people told me I could not do this film. They told me that, why would you, this is your first time doing a film. Why would you do a film that's a feature-length film over an hour and it's a musical? You need to do a 10-minute film because you've never done this before. But for me, I, number one, love a challenge. Um, but I just really felt like I could do it. I, like, I can do it. So, so it's, it's a true testament of, like, seriously putting your mind and your heart to what you want to do and just make that thing your focus, and you can really do it. Yeah, yeah I mean, a little more background. It was actually it was written as a staged musical originally, yeah. which I had a little bit of background in, um, but yeah. it was kind of new for Mike. He, his background actually was in film, uh, but we were doing this in 2021, and of course, you know, COVID and everything, everything was shut down and the theater was like going back and forth as to like when you could start or do anything or even do rehearsals. And yeah, that was that was the point where we were just like, yeah, how do you feel about adapting this musical that hasn't even been done <laughs> for film? And yeah, Mike, he whipped that up in like two or three weeks or something. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. And on the basis of that, I was like, OK, if you can do that, then I guess, yeah, we can make a film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else? Hello, hello, hello. Um, my question is, um, well, I mean, you kind of answered it, but I'll still ask it. Um, what got you into film in the first place? What got you into this whole idea of film, TV, movie, directing, singing? Yeah. I, um, so I went to school um, and to college to study digital media production. And I graduated college back in 2009, long, long, long ago. <laughs> it didn't long feel, it didn't feel long, right, not as long ago, but it didn't feel long ago. However, so as people, everybody mostly here know that I went off to cruise ships for seven years. So I worked on ships for seven years. So there was a lot of my life that I did not get to touch my degree ever. So this was, I kind of was at a, a kind of a, to be honest, I was depressed, honestly. And... I kind of was like falling deeper into that and I just kind of felt like I needed something to hold on to and something to catch myself again. And getting back in this to film was that thing that really got me like, I need a challenge. That's what I need. I need a challenge. And this was it. And for, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> for me, he really, he pushed me back into it because I, yeah. in high school and college, like some of my best, I went to school for computer science, but I was in a theater group and those are like my best memories are from that. And I just, I acted and directed and like 
after that, you know, got a, a day job as a software engineer or whatever. <laughs> and um, there's creativity and like a mathematical sort, you know, there. But getting back into this, like filming on set to me feels like a summer camp kind of thing. Like you're working really hard and it's long days, but like it's just so much fun. Yeah. And um, so I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, he decided to pursue his passion and that I could come along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, boo. <laughs> hey, bro. My twin now. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, I really like your pill popping song. If I was a pill popper, that would have been my thing. I told these nurses here they should probably be paying that when they passing out the pills to the, to the patients. We got all these nurses here. But no, all actuality, uh, I just want to congratulate you on what you've done, bro. Like, this is amazing. Um, you said you something so earlier, and a lot of people, you said, didn't believe in your dream. And for you to, you know, forge forward, uh, when people didn't believe in what you thought that you could achieve, to see right. you do that is amazing. Uh, to watch you do the things you've done, actually put your talents to use, uh, is a beautiful thing, man. We've been watching you since forever. You know, you used to make music in the closet and stuff right. like that, man. <laughs> um, he still so, is. <laughs> so, just on behalf of your brothers and sisters, man, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing to sit here and be a part of this and watch you do this. Um, and our father will be very proud of you, Michael. Thank you so much. Thank, that's my brother. Thank you so much, Asini. I appreciate that so much. Wow, that was nice. I appreciate that. Anyone else? Questions? Uh-oh. Hello. So for your new film that you're starting in May mm -hmm. of this year, is it a sequel to Good Enough, or is it like a totally different... Oh, yeah. It's, it's a totally different storyline. Um, this one, we're going to get a little bit more, uh, brace yourselves, uh, <laughs> a little more adult, we're you, saying. a little bit more adult. Do you guys remember yeah. the players club? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to get a little bit more grown with this one and there's no, it's no offense to what we've already done. Um, but I kind of wanted to, because there's a lot of, when you see the rainbow, the, the gay thing, right? A lot of people don't understand like what that sort of means, but it's like a, just a spectrum of different type of people. So what I wanted to do for the next film is go all the way, not dark, but just a little sexy. So the next one, oh, I'm not sure. A little, yeah, a little, you know, a little, a little adult. It's going to be fun though, but it's, have you ever, do you remember the movie, uh, The Hand Rocks the Cradle? So let's say The Hand Rocks the Cradle meets Players Club, meets some other stuff. It's going to be good. <laughs> And imagine taking what we know now from doing this first film and taking that and move, moving it into another space. I cannot wait <laughs> to freaking do this film. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. Raise your hands high if anybody has more questions. Any other questions? Yeah, she one right here. I actually don't have a question. I have something to tell you, Mike. The last time we talked on the phone mm -hmm. and you saved me, you know our conversation. I was a sinking ship. You said something to me. You said, no, it's not too late. You know what, sugar? <laughs> you should do it. And I did it four times since I talked to you. I've made the stage. I've been acting. I've been living out my dream. And I'm in the Viva Loca. All right. All right. Thank you, baby. I love I you, cousin. You. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Thank you. And that's for anybody that, like, really, this, 
Life can just, when my father passed away in 2009, that really changed my whole perspective of life. Like that really made me understand that life goes like this. Like you can be here one day and then living good. I mean, you're healthy, you're fine and walk out there and have an accident and that's it. Um, and ever since my father passed away, that changed how I treat people. It changed how I thought about myself and understanding that every moment, every day needs to count. Like it has to count for something because when we're gone, I want people to remember me for who I am and not who they wanted me to be or who they thought I should be, but who I really am. And that's it. Very well said. Um, anyone have any other questions? No? Okay. What's that? Oh, yeah. Happy to be alive. Is that what you said? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're Thank proud you. of Mike. We're proud of Adam, too. Both yes. of you guys. Now, um, is there anything else you want to point out about the film before we wrap things up? I know we could go on forever about oh, this. Yeah, I mean, there's so many important things that are addressed in this film. Um, what are th things that you hope people will take away? I hope people will take away, even for women, I, I hope people will take away or some people in relationships that are um, a bit violent. I think that what I wanted to write characters that were strong and that would say I'm leaving and they don't have to sit in the mess. Um, so I hope that that could speak to someone not to like obviously cut his head off and all that stuff. But in, in that part, I hope people understood that that was more like a, her having a what I would do moment. <laughs> Not necessarily. She would like to do, but isn't going to do. Exactly. Yeah. Like she, this is what I would do to you, but that was just more, that's why the screen turns red because it's not necessarily in that space of being real. This just going on in her this mind. It's a little mind. play that's... Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's just, I hope people can take that message away and um, yeah, just understand that you are good enough. Like, as much as I've done in the, when, in this entertainment period, um, what I've learned is that these people that you see on TV and movies are no different than us. They're just like, they want the same things as they just may have a little bit more money or something, but, and that really doesn't make them better. Even, you know, that kind of money could also disrupt people's growth too. Well, and that's something I was wondering as we were watching good enough is how did you get the money for this <laughs> film? How does that work? It's just, I didn't get no money. My mom, <laughs> <laughs> Your mom paid for it? <laughs> well, no, well, she she did pay for some of it. But however, it did come out of. So this phone was independently funded by Adam and I, um, and Adam paid his portion. I paid my portion from our savings, and then I went and borrowed my portion from my mom. Um, and thanks, I, mom. But I paid your money back. <laughs> I paid her money back. But um, but yeah, so that's we are currently funded. Um, privately just through our own bank accounts and that's so if y'all want to invest in the next film <laughs> that hey, they be, might after seeing tonight you know, yeah that'll so. be helpful and also another thing is amazon like the way for us as a small production company um to get more play or even taken more taken more serious in this industry is they really look at the amazon reviews and things so if everybody here can go on amazon now that you've seen the movie please write a review five stars if you got it five stars positive review 
Uh, yeah, you can, I mean, obviously you can just search for it on Amazon yeah. or on the website, goodenoughthemusical.com. There's a direct link, you know, right to Amazon. Yeah. yeah so if you want to watch the film again, you can go home True. tonight technically yeah. and watch it again on Amazon. Is it available anywhere else or is it just Amazon? Currently right now? just Amazon, but it, it will be available on other platforms. And you do get a cut too. from that, right? Oh, yeah. Or yeah. yeah okay. So see, if you go home and watch it and tell all your friends about it, that they can watch it, yes. that, you know, they, they're going to be able to fund their next film exactly we sure would so. appreciate it we would sure appreciate it because yeah these films are they, they're expensive oh, yeah. i can, only, I can yeah. only imagine there's so many costs involved with yeah. the making of the film what was the most expensive part of this film the most talent the talent the was ten, the most yeah. expensive part yeah. so they do get paid they do get paid yeah yeah we and that's something about me and anybody that you know ever worked with me would know like i really don't believe in free labor for anybody, like, because I don't want anybody to go out there and say that we had them working for free. Um, so even if I'm paying you $50, you get paid. They did not get paid $50. I get paid way, <laughs> way more than $50. Um, but it's still just like, um, but, yeah, so we do pay our actors. We also pay our crew. We don't pay the friends, though, that lend their yeah. time to we, us. We do, we do feed them, and we put them in the, you know, credits. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't pay my brother for getting those shots. But yeah. he know I love him. You know, but I love he gets him. a loud shout out in the film, and right yeah. now, <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, in a lot of the the like the homes that we see, were those just like friends' apartments and houses in in Chicago? Shout right? out to our friends. Yeah, yeah. Bill Hayden, uh, he lent us. That was uh, Jamal's uh, house. Yeah. And um, the Pearson residence was uh, Gabe and Neil opened up their home to us. Yep. For and also our, days. our home. Like, and, yeah, yeah, I was wondering own, if your own, home yeah. was featured. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Trevor's bedroom is actually our bedroom. And the rest of the house is not our house, but it's one of our friends' house. We just made it look like it was in the house, it but it was house, a different yeah. house. Yeah. And our, also David and Cecily, our neighbors. Oh, uh, yeah. They that was um, Nathan's Nathan's place. Yeah. Because yeah. they, had, they had moved out, so it was sort of empty. So that's why it was able yeah. to look... And that was like perfect for him because he was kind of uh, in a in a troubled space, so uh, he could just have a mattress on the floor and that call it a bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to know more about the the music and how that part of how the the music comes about for you was that just kind of written when you were I know originally this is supposed to be a stage play yeah but was it supposed to be a musical when you were writing it oh yeah it was supposed to be a musical stage play and actually the two leads Jamal and Trevor which real name is Trey and Jay um which by the way just happened to be that way we did not hire them as we hired them with the character's name already being Trevor and Jamal, but we happened to hire them and their names with Jake and Strike. So if you, was, if you believe really in signs. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> it, right. I believe in signs from God. So I believe yeah. that was when I seen that, I was like, yo, those are the two I need. Um, anyway, um, as far as getting the music, it's that's probably one of my favorite parts to do, because that's kind of where I feel the most. Yeah, at where's home your musical background? I've been doing who? Well, my, my family is a musical family. So that's like number one. And then eventually I began to do music on my own. And I was in a boy group for a little bit. Can't, can't <laughs> leave out the boy band. Like the traveling on the cruise ships, right? Yeah. Was then that? I was doing cruise ships and I was singing there for a bit. And then, yeah. So, but even in that whole time, I was still doing music. I was always recording and all that and always writing songs. So I always wanted to be a songwriter first. And then... As far as singing, I can sing a little bit. So I was like, I'll sing the backgrounds for these songs here. But as far as writing a song, sorry, the 
the concepts come to me just based on whatever the characters are doing in that scene. So I was curious to know, was there, was it always going to be Kankakee University? Was Kankakee always going to be mentioned? And if it wasn't, what made that into play? And, or was there a time maybe where it was always on the, Kankakee was always on the table Mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't know if we should keep that because is it too cheesy? Is it, you know, I'm just curious. I definitely dealt with that part. So when it was a stage play, it was actually set in Atlanta. Um, but obviously when we made a film, we were like, well, I can't get to Atlanta. Well, I'm not going to go to Atlanta just to film this. Um, so we just played with the idea of doing Kankakee. And I did feel like it was too cheesy. I was like, nobody's going to ever know what that is. Like, because honestly, when I go places and I tell people about Kankakee, they're like, what? Like, they don't, they're like, can't find the keys. What? Like, <laughs> so it's always that whole thing. So I did kind of feel like, I don't know how this would play well with even going to like film festivals. I wanted them to hear something that they heard before in Kankakee. That just sounds well, so Especially weird most times people see the word Kankakee and they don't know how to pronounce it, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Well. So you're already kind of setting yourself up to have to explain that. Yeah, well, right. I will say my dad, I grew up in Pennsylvania, and he does know Kankakee because I did, think it's a yeah. Willie Nelson song. Yes. City of New Kankakee. Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, Thank you, Willie yeah. and uh, Arlo Guthrie for that. Right. Yeah, it was an Arlo yeah. Guthrie song. Willie Nelson ended up doing his own version gotcha. of it as well. Right. But yeah, thankfully... <laughs> You that know, is, that does help Kankakee and does. people knowing yeah, how to pronounce it correctly. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Yeah. But we just settled on Kankakee because I thought, like, this would be really cool for just m- part of my story being told in this thing. Well, I want to say thank you on behalf of everyone in Kankakee County for keeping that in the film. Oh, thank you. I'm happy, you know? happy about it. <laughs> I mean, it really helps us in return. And I think it's really great that you felt that you could do that, you know, that you're like, you know what? I'm just putting Kankakee out there. We're going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, honestly, it was so much fun. I mean, we did, you know, the filming of the residences and stuff was in Chicago, but coming down to film the B-roll and everything, I mean, he was like, he was giving me a tour, you know, of the hometown. And so it was actually, it was such a joy. I thought, yeah, I mean, you could just feel his connection and it's like, oh yeah, and this is, this is the li- the new library, and right. uh, there didn't used to be a bike lane there. But, you know. <laughs> right. Was there anything directly inspired uh, from like from Kankakee that's in the film that maybe some some of us don't realize? Um, I would say just as far as the character storyline is probably a little connection with just my family. Like even him being a basketball player, it's kind of a play on my cousin, one of my cousins. So it was like. That was kind of in there. And even like uh, his friend, Devin, that has, I'm not sure if you guys like seeing it has Spears on his jersey and the number four, eight is my birthday. So that's kind of why that is it. But that was like more of a play on my, one of my cousins. And yeah. All right. Well, I think that is a wrap then. Is there anything else that you guys want to say? Before we go, Mike and Adam. I just want to thank you guys again for coming out and hanging out and chilling with us. And hopefully you guys go on Amazon and just get us a good review on this thing. And yes, to the next film, we'll hopefully bring it back here. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do this again. <laughs> I don't know you. if you'll be thank old you. enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to uh, tap it off at a certain age for this that one. This one definitely will get an R rating. For yes. sure. Special thanks again to Mike Spears and Adam Boltz from good enough a modern musical for letting us do a q a after the screening and just letting us 
screen their film at the historic Paramount Theater in downtown Kankakee. Thanks again to Matt Heading Hess of the Kankakee Area LGBTQ Network. Also our intern Colin Furrow for uh, his assistance as well. And then our title sponsors, Pewter Pros, Stitch Prints, and Digital World Design and Bradley, celebrating 25 years of small business ownership in Kankakee County. You can learn more at mypewterpros.com, stitchprints.com, and digitalworlddesign.com. Don't forget, uh, Pewter Pros has that refurbished sale going on through the end of this month, March 2023, where you get $50 off all refurbished laptops and desktops in store. So go see them on Industrial Drive and Bradley. If you want to see Good Enough, a modern musical, you can do so right now on Amazon. You can watch it in the comfort of your own home and share it with your family and friends. The more we do that, the more revenue that Mike and Adam will get to be able to do their next film. And uh, thank you once again to uh, everyone involved with the screening that we did at Paramount and also to all of our Kankakee podcast patrons and sponsors. Looking forward to talking with you on the next episode of Kankakee Podcast. Thankful for Time we won't get